to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's episode 96 of Stands and Fits on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Recording is always in the Carl Chevrolet Studios. If you're looking to buy a new or pre-owned vehicle, Carl Chevrolet and Ankeny, Carl Chevrolet of Stewart are the go-to places. What's up, Fitzy? Hey, dude. It's, it's been, been a long. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were supposed to co- record a couple weeks ago, but I had a bug of some kind. Eventually, got rid of it. That led right into Big Twelve Tournament Week. Did you have it? Uh, I don't think I had coronavirus. No. Oh, okay. It was. It was more like allergy kind of symptoms. Yeah. And I took an allergy medicine and immediately got rid of it after like having it for f- four or five days in a row. That's good, then. Yeah. It's always a positive. Yeah. I was actually concerned because usually when I get sick, I get like pretty sick for a day and then maybe the next day it kind of wanes off and then I'm done with it. So I rarely get sick for more than a couple days and that one had hung around and then I just, you know, said, F it, I got to go get something. So you kind of thought that maybe you did have it? No, I didn't think I had it. Oh, okay. At all. (laughs) That's what you're saying. You're like, I I got kind of concerned. I thought you were saying that you, you did think maybe you had it. I I was concerned because again, like usually when I have sicknesses, I don't get them that long, but my boss recommended I go get some, uh, special allergy medicine that helped him get over something recent. So it worked for me too. Well, that's good. No, I'm I'm glad that you were feeling better. Thank you. Now a month later. (laughs) Uh, and you did mention that you Attended the Big 12 tournament for the first time yeah, in your life. It was everything I hoped and dreamed of. Man, I mean... Uh, you were like one year late of a really awesome one. Yep. And it probably would have been a really awesome one anyway if it had gotten played. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Iowa State lost their game. They wouldn't have gotten any further. But I was really going to look forward to, you know, probably seeing Baylor and Kansas square down the final the final game. Yeah. So uh, it was a bummer being in the Sprint Center on Wednesday night and having it essentially be canceled right then and there what uh what'd you do instead did so, you stay i know you stayed in kansas city we stayed in kc my dad and i uh had our airbnb booked already so we kind of we essentially we kind of social distanced it in our airbnb okay we did go out a couple places you know we went out to you know eat and stuff but um we went to top golf i'd never been to top golf before it's pretty fun i'm a big golfer so uh I can see how Top Golf though could be fun for people who don't golf all the time. Still, you know. Yeah, I, I like going to Top Golf. Yeah, so that was fun. I would go back again. Um, we did that. Uh, my dad's a big coffee guy, so there, like, where we were, there were like three coffee shops within like a block of uh-huh. our Airbnb. So we hit them all up and determined which one was the best and that kind of stuff. Um, and then we we went down to the uh, train station. The uh, oh, yeah, Union, Union Station. Station yeah. yep, yep, yep. That was pretty cool. It's uh, it's very big on the inside. I didn't realize it was that cavernous. Yeah, um, it's huge. Yep. So rode the tram down there, run it back. Essentially, like the end of the tram that runs through downtown KC. On, on one end's Union Station, on the other end was our Airbnb. Oh, so nice. it worked out very nice. So were you guys kind of like in the uh, riverfront area or yes. whatever it's called? They yeah. call it. I think it's River Market. Yeah, River Market. We yeah, were, that's, we were that's right what I was there. kind of thinking. Yep. Yeah, it's a pretty cool little area. It is. Right there. I went down there the first time that I went to the Big 12 tournament. A lot of different ethnic uh, shops Mm -hmm. is kind of what I describe it as. Yeah, it's definitely uh, different from what just like right around the Sprint Center is. Yes. Uh, Around the Sprint Center is kind of more, I would describe it as modern businessy. Yeah, it's a lot more uh, chains. Yes. Or uh, like touristy mm. type places stuff where they purposely want to just jam people in right the power and light basically yeah. whereas yeah. they get bars that 
will get you to stay and then eventually go out in the power night and yes. those kinds of things. But I mean, did you have fun even though the basketball was canceled? I did. And yeah, we, we also, I, I know I mentioned this on a prior podcast that I had gone to the, the college basketball experience, but I took my dad there, uh, on the afternoon, I think Thursday. And so that was, that was pretty fun too. Okay. That's cool, man. Yeah. It was, uh, it was weird, dude. It's yeah. just like a, it seems like it's been, so two weeks ago today, I was, I would have been sitting in the sprint center after Iowa State's practice. Yep. That feels like it was decades. Two, like, uh, yeah, like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. It was two weeks ago. I mean, that's the thing. Like, the, the running joke on Twitter is that there, there are no more days of the week. It's just day. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a new day. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, I. It's so like this. Nothing like this has obviously happened in our in our lifespans, or for for most people who are still currently living. Well, I know. well yeah. I mean, it's just. Uh, I mean, I I can't ever think of anything that's just shut stuff down like this. Yeah, and you know, the, we when we went down there on Wednesday for the tourney, like there were that was kind of the day that everything started to cancel. Yeah, yeah. and that was the, also the day that the NBA had their you know Oklahoma City Thunder game get stopped because of all the uh Rudy Gobert and all that stuff right so that happened earlier in the day and then later obviously they started canceling the the tournaments I think the next day they fully canceled them right that was like Thursday morning yep I mean it was just weird that I mean there was that like 45 minutes to an hour after the Iowa State game where it seemed like Every five minutes, you'd look at Twitter and something else had happened. Yeah. Something had changed. It was unreal. Like, it, watching it happen in real time, it, like, there was nothing I've ever seen like it before. Right. And I think that's what's made these last two weeks feel like they've gone so slow or just be so weird and seem like some, so much has happened. Mm -hmm. Is that we're so used to now when something, you know, when there's a big event or something like that, or like when something crazy is happening, it you're seeing it all happen in real time right in front of you but it usually only lasts you know a few hours or something like that yeah where there's like you know whether it's a bombings or riots or things like that that have happened in other countries or um you know i like some of the the shootings and things like that that have happened uh those things are they they spike on twitter yeah and then they kind of just like it's go, like it kind of just goes away yeah it's like a one-off and then it kind of right. you know, it peaks and then it kind of just goes down gradually right. and then this deal has like it's like it hit its peak that day i felt like on on that wednesday where just like things are just happening mm -hmm. over and over and everybody's kind of paranoid nobody really knows what's going on and then like the two weeks since then it's like we're sitting here waiting for it to be over you know and you get on twitter expecting to see like oh yeah we're good you know everybody can go back out you know do their thing now mm. and it's like that that just isn't happening so it makes it seem like it's just going it, it's just taking forever taking forever yeah and the reality is that we probably have two more weeks at least of this mm -hmm. and i mean that would probably be even on the positive end yeah. I mean, the thing that makes time seem especially slow to me, at least, is that on top of constantly getting negative news, like every hour, it seems like nowadays, mm -hmm. like the, the things that used to be fun that make the time go fast, sports, right? they don't exist now. So it's like, one, you don't like for us sports fans, you don't have that, that common thing that you can be like, yes, I'm going to do this to pass the time. I'm going to have fun. Time's going to fly because I'm having fun. We don't have that. And we get bombarded with all this other crap. Right. There's just, 
I think that now the sports thing, I've kind of just accepted it. It's like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't even – I mean, I miss sports, you yeah. know, obviously. But now you're kind of just, like, apathetic to it. You, you have to accept it. You have no choice. Right. And that's where, you know, I was bummed about it for a few days. But now it's kind of just like, man, I just want this to all be over, mm-hmm. you know. And if canceling sports will make that go faster – then that's all I care about. You yeah, know? exactly. I mean, I think everyone with a sane mind understands what needs to be done in order to mitigate everything going on. And sports is definitely one of those casualties that has to happen. But at the same time, you can still like long for it getting back to normal. Yeah, I, just, I don't even know like what is normal. You know, what, like yeah. when we get back to quote unquote quote unquote normal, will it really even be normal again? I mean, that's. I the mean, thing. it will, but it's like. There, I think there will just be a, an element of like everybody will kind of sit back and be like, what if this happens again? <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, it's, it's not like this pandemic or at least this disease is going to go away completely. Right. It, and to, to think that we're going to get to a point in the United States where it's completely eradicated, even just within our own national borders, that's not going to happen. Right. So it's like even if you were to get to the point where it, it's contained to a degree, like just one person going out and doing something can respread it. Right. So it's like, well, and that's, I think what they're worried about is that even if they get, get it under control and the numbers start going down and stuff, excuse me, is that, um, there will be, you know, someone will go back out and then it'll spike back up and there'll almost be like kind of a second wave Mm -hmm. and trying to prevent that second wave. Like, that's what, to me, would be so difficult about. When do you tell people to start going back about their daily lives in the same way? Yeah. Because you want to make sure that all this is under control, but you also can't just be like, okay, it's, you know, Mm -hmm. we got to sit here and we have to do this exact thing for two years. Yeah. You know, so I I don't know. I don't know how that would work. But the the one thing I think is positive is just the, and I think we're starting to see this, that in the United States, the sheer kind of like manufacturing power and the number of smart people that we have in this country that just all of a sudden when we put all of our energy into like one thing mm-hmm. you start to see where these com- these corporations are going to start making ventilators yep. you know and these drug companies are going to start trying to work on tests where they like in a week they've made all these improvements on the testing process mm-hmm. and things like that and then you know the just the different sort of medical things that they can throw their weight behind yeah and when we throw all of our weight into that then okay all of a sudden like maybe some things can really change you know yeah but that's also where it's like why did we not do some of this stuff sooner yeah oh and kind of like to a lesser degree maybe more of a secondary benefit is like all these people are having to work from home and stuff like that and a lot of people are probably right now showing that they have the ability to, you know, still be productive while working from home. Yeah. So there's probably going to be a lot of people who maybe their job will become more of a regular work from home kind of thing, which I think would be good mentally for a lot of Americans. And I don't even know, though. I mean, like, well, I, I can speak for myself. It depends where, on per yeah, person. Yeah. Yeah. I can speak for myself where, you know, last week, I don't think I left my, I left my house like after Monday. Um. On Monday, I came in here and I did a podcast with Steph and Elisa. And from then until Friday, I didn't leave my house. 
or mm-hmm. at least like the general area of my house. Yeah. Uh, and then um, I went to the grocery store and like went right back. Yeah. And I had not left again until today to come here. Yeah. And it's not because I'm like, you know, paranoid or anything like that. I'm just trying to do what seems like the right thing. Yeah. You know, and the byproduct of that is that you go. I mean, I went several days basically where the only person I talked to was my roommate, Yeah. you know? And I mean, I could talk to people on the phone or you could talk to people on FaceTime or you know, we had a thing on a cyclonic thing on Saturday night where we t- all talked on Zoom. Mm-hmm. But that's just not even the same, you know, is like having just face to face interaction with people. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why, I mean, I don't ever need to come into the office during the day, but mm-hmm. sometimes I did just because it's like, okay, I probably need to like talk to another human being today, yeah. you know? And when you kind of lose that, it's just, I could feel myself going more and more into isolation of being like, I don't even want to talk to people. Yeah. And, that's what I'm scared about is that there's going to be a lot of people that get into a position where they're like, I'm not going back out, you know? Mm, yeah. Do, does that kind of make sense? No, that does. Or, or it's like, you kind of have some people that just like, no, I, like, I don't think I was losing my mind, you know, like yeah. I wasn't like losing my touch with reality or anything like that. But, uh, it, you can just start to feel where you're like, all right, I'm like, not, not feeling very happy right yeah. now because I'm just stuck in here, you yeah. know? Well, it's in human nature to, you know, be around other humans, even if even introverts like me, like I, I, I could last probably longer, I'm guessing than you like in isolation. Yeah. Just cause that's my nature. But like, I mean, I'm not saying like I was, I was sitting there like, man, I gotta go to the bar. Like that, yeah, yeah. that first no, no, weekend no. when I came back, I was like, I'm not doing anything like yeah. that. I can't do anything like that. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's what I'm saying is it's just like, I, I can feel where it's like, it'll be harder whenever this is all over. If I don't do more, be more proactive to like. talk to people Mm -hmm. then it'll all get over and then like i'll just keep living that way rather than like going back out and trying to do the same thing as i did before and there is there are a lot of ways that people can react to it like they could it could be what you're describing or like it could be people literally losing their mind just because they need that human interaction too yeah like and then you know it could vary on what your living situation is like if like you know if you're living with someone that'll probably go a long way to helping you if you're living with multiple people like roommates and stuff then i mean who knows that could help as well um it's kind of interesting because like people who are in couples you see all these domestic violence uh rates are spiking now seriously i haven't seen that yeah because people oh, apparently damn. are getting on each other's nerves yeah. so it's like that's a scary thought at the same time if you're in a good relationship then i mean <laughs> you could probably last for a while well it's like there is an element of you know like can you sp- like you can spend too much time with somebody mm-hmm. you know i mean and that's like a very real thing mm-hmm and that's one good thing for like in my situation my roommate does he is still working he's a truck driver so it's like he and he drives a delivery route so he has to go to work every day you know and i think that's where i have my most trouble is it's like when i am sitting there by myself and you're kind of just like i got all i would get all my work done and then i just kind of sit there yeah i'm like now what do i do Mm -hmm. you know and uh that you know so I, i think that that's part of it but like for some of those people like if they both work from home then I mean, it, would, it wouldn't take long where it's like, man, yeah. I, I'm really tired of you. And, you know, my wife's a teacher, so she's on an extended spring break right now. And, I, and I'm questioning whether they're actually going to back to school at all at this point for the mm-hmm. rest of the year. Um, I personally am still at the point where I, I work at a small office, so we don't have that many people. And we are not currently re- working remotely. We are prepared to if we need to. But there are so few people in our office and we can generally stay spread out enough 
that we haven't felt the need to yet. Yeah. So I'm still currently going to work, but at the same time, like if I started going home, like if I started working from home, like it could be a totally different thing where like if my wife and I are around each other that much, I don't know, maybe it could go start going. Go, well, I mean, start. I would hope that you would not become a part of the domestic violence. No, statistics. I, I, would I, I don't think that that would be no. part of it, but I could see where it's like, you're kind of just like, oh my gosh, you're getting on the nerves. <laughs> yeah. And then the nice thing about all these like shut-in orders that you hear about going around is that people like they're, they're still allowing people to go out, go out and go around like walks and stuff. Yeah. Again, you just have to stay six feet away from people. Yeah. And the crappy thing is that here it's been so, the weather's been so bad. Yeah. You know, like it perked up a little bit today. Yeah. Thank, today's thank all right. I walked, I walked down here and, uh, but even like yesterday it was 40 and rainy, you know, for a lot of the day it snowed on Sunday. Yeah. Like there's just it would be so much easier to just be like all right this is fine if it was nice outside and you're like okay i can go outside i can walk around exactly. i can confirm that people do still exist yeah and then i can come back into my hole well it's like you hear you i like there are stories of people when if you just go outside barefoot like and you put your feet in the grass like apparently like <laughs> it sounds wonky but like that will make people feel better just having like bare feet outside in the grass have you ever heard that before? I've never heard that before. Yeah, like like that's the thing. Like apparently, I don't like the feeling of the grass, like the really? dirt on the bottom of my feet. So it's like I don't know if it's like there's some innate innate connection to the earth that humans have too. Like it just makes you feel better. But like it it's just become one with the earth. Yeah, it's pretty hippie-ish, I guess. Yeah, that is a little hippie-ish. But uh, no, I think the other thing that this has done is it exposes who uh, is like it exposes the people that like have that are not very fun, like to like they're fun because they go to the bar and be in fun places or or things like that. Yeah. You know, like I can be by myself and like entertain myself. Mm. Eventually I kind of just get, you kind of get bored with all the different things. Stir crazy. Right. You just get stir crazy where it's like, man, I just like need to do something, you know? Uh, but I can entertain myself for the most part, but I can imagine that there's some people out there that it's like, like they're getting exposed as like as being as boring as they are. Yeah. It's like, there's not much going on up there. Yeah. If you're an extreme, like, extroverted person that needs to be out and about you're probably really struggling through this kind of stuff i would i would say yeah and i mean yeah i can see that it's like even even the oh one of my so my on, friend doesn't on. listen to this podcast <laughs> so i i don't mind telling this story but uh i have one friend that when i got back from kansas city he had so he'd been sick like the entire week um and he had, I think he didn't tested positive for influenza B mm. or, I mean, I know that he tested positive for influenza B a couple of days before I got back from Kansas city. And by the time I got back, like it wasn't where he was contagious or anything like that, but, uh, it got to be that Saturday and he's like, let's go to the bar guys. I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? No, we're not going to the bar, man. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. And he just, he could not get the idea through his mind like of understanding why we shouldn't go to the bar yeah you know and and that's where the like lack of like i don't even know social awareness i guess i don't even know if that would be the right way to put it yeah but not being able to comprehend like oh this is why we should not do this you know so i guess my question my return question would be is this a friend who is on social media a fair amount uh i don't think he's like on twitter or anything but he might be on Instagram. I mean, I just feel like a, a lot of the updates that I get for this stuff do come from Twitter. Yeah. And like, I, you know, I'm not. On oh Facebook, yeah. No, but. he had no clue what was going on. Like he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't understand what's happening. And he, I mean, he just was like, he didn't know any of the guidelines about, you know, the number of people that, at that time it was 250. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, you know, you go to beer can alley and exchange or whatever. And there's, 
I don't know how all that works, like how the number of people and things like that would work out. But you're uh, all you're all touching. You're yeah, touching people I mean, constantly. You're, you're close to people, and it's like yeah. that. And I was like, man, and you just had the flu. Like, the, no, you don't need to go out mm-hmm. into into public right now. Yeah. And uh, and he like he just didn't understand. He's got his friends calling him saying like, yo, you come to the bar, you come to the bar. And he's like, no, nah, my friend won't let me go. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, good for him for having, uh, yeah, adopting I mean, that attitude. Right, eventually. he started to understand. I don't think he liked it, but yeah. Uh, but it's just that's why I'm saying there's so many people that were just like, "Oh man, I don't have to work." Yeah, time to go to the bar then. You know, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the exact opposite. It's like, don't be stupid, people. Like, if we want this to be over, if you want to be able to go to the bar again, then like, don't be idiots. Yeah, and then we won't have to deal with this. You yeah. know, I've had friends of friends who I, I just heard through the grapevine have come back from spring break and yeah. like as early as like two or three days ago. So at the point where they, they should know what's going on by this point and they're still wanting to just like do everything normal. Yeah. And it's like to those people, I just ask, are you completely oblivious? Like, sure. Like they're young people. They should be in the know, yeah, yeah. but they just don't. Well, it's just ignorance, dude. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it is in my mind is like you, like, I don't understand why someone can sit there and be like, Oh, I can do whatever I want to because, and I don't care what they say I should or should not do because I can do whatever I want to. No one can tell me what to do. Yeah. And, you know, sure, fine. If that's how you, you know, we live, we live in the United States of America. Everybody's got their freedom and stuff like that. I see these people, they're like, you know, they're taking my civil liberties away by telling me I got to stay at home. No, it ain't about that, man. And like, and it's, it's about bigger, it's about something bigger than yourself. Mm. And that's how I've looked at it is, you know, that one night that you will, could have at the bar is a blip on, isn't even, is a blip of a blip on a radar of the human existence Mm. and being able to uh, sustain like humanity in the grand scheme of things should probably be more important than whether or not you go to the bar. And then uh, I read a thing yesterday that this thing uh, infects like th- it's like if you are po- if you test positive for it or if you're a carrier of it you can infect three people every time that you leave your house like it's like three times more contagious or something like that than the flu I don't know but it's like if, if you get as you get down the line once it gets to like 10 people that you potentially have infected then uh, you would be you could be you know responsible for 59,000 cases of it mm-hmm. and it's like that's what that's what uh, it's just so ridiculous to me is when when people are just like oh i'm just gonna keep living my life yeah and you might not even know that well, you have it or anything like that and isn't that what happened in hong kong too like the one guy didn't st- didn't like stay within his boundaries of where he needed to and he ended up you know causing the second effective wave in hong kong yeah and that's what that's where i'm like we aren't gonna weld people into their houses like they had to do in china mm. there has to be some sort of personal responsibility some accountability to do what's right mm-hmm. and don't do what you think is right for you do what is right for everyone mm-hmm. you know and that's I, I know that for some people that's like hard to comprehend and it's like and you sit there and you're like man that's stupid why would i do that but no like that i think that there's some it, this is kind of one of those things where it's like every every generation has a test it's like do you pass that test or do you fail that test and right now there was a point last week where I was sitting there. I was like, man, we are not passing our test right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get what you deserve at the end of the day. Yeah. And if what we deserved was to be on a national lockdown and who knows what would happen then, 
then maybe we would, you know, because people couldn't stop being stupid. Yeah. But if you do the smart things and you do the right things, then at the, at the end of the day, I think that everything will work out. And I do feel like people have generally gotten better, especially like even over the span of the last week, I think. This, because this, they had to. Yeah, they had to. And it is scary to me just knowing that India had done a total country lockdown. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they're shutting down for three weeks, I believe. So it's like if India can do it, they have a giant population. I mean, who knows? The United States might do it eventually, too. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think the thing, you know, I hear people talking about martial law and like all those kinds of things. And, and you know, yeah, I, like I get where people have some concern about that. And, you know, in, in China, they can do those kinds of things. Like I said, they were welding people into their houses. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, they, they, they were doing crazy stuff like that, but, mm. or crazy in our mind, things that were crazy in our minds. Uh, but if they did that in the United States, there's enough stupid people out there that would like, I think that there'd be chaos in the streets if anything like that happened. Oh yeah. I mean, it that, would be complete chaos. That could be the kind of thing that it, it spurs a, a civil war of sorts. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. Man, we've gotten deep, but <laughs> anywho, uh, but no, that's, that's just what I'm thinking is because there's enough of those people that are like, the government can't tell me what to do. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is it's like, no, they can tell you what to do and let's try and make it to where they don't have to tell you what to do. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, the best way you can do that is just by listening mm-hmm. to their guidelines right now and then it'll be over. And <laughs> you know, whenever this is done and whenever everybody, they say everybody can go back to their lives. I can't even imagine the kind of party that it's going to be. I <laughs> yeah. mean, it'll be insane. Yep. No kidding. So I do have a, a very serious question for you. Okay. Have you been able to acquire toilet paper in the last week or two? Uh, yeah, we did. Um, I, th- I think uh, we got some like at Walgreens somewhere. Mm, yep. So you, uh, so you pay for the expensive toilet paper, essentially. Uh, I mean, not necessarily expensive, but Walgreens like no, you know, this they is mark up. this is single pot. Yeah, it's single yeah. pot. But uh, you probably paid like twice what you would have paid at like Walmart or something right. like that. Um, dude, I don't understand the toilet paper thing. I don't think anyone does. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's the kind of thing where I think like there was that initial, there was that initial rush where everyone bought out the toilet paper. And then just since then, because everyone bought out the toilet paper, there's been this story go like nationwide. Everyone knows that there's a toilet paper shortage, or at least there's no toilet paper on the shelves. Yeah. So of course, whenever there's toilet paper on the shelves, everyone else feels like, oh God, I got to grab toilet paper now. Well, it's almost like when it's like Templeton Rye. You know, mm-hmm. when Templeton Rye was such a big deal and it was so rare and so hard to find, mm-hmm. whenever you heard that there was someone or some somewhere, yeah, you know, all these people would be rushing there immediately to get it and it'd be sold out in an instant. Yeah. And it's like that's for a rare liquor or whatever like that. Like that's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. This thing for me, man, I, you know, when all this is coming down and it's really starting to seem like it hits, the, it's hitting the fan. I don't know about you. And I mean, maybe a lot of people out there are are different or maybe I'm the weird one but my first thought was not immediately man I'm gonna be stuck in my house all this time how am I gonna how am I gonna wipe my ass <laughs> yeah exactly and that that didn't make any sense to me just me like the, there's all these people that were rushing out and it's like I'm gonna go buy toilet paper yeah like my first thought is if I'm gonna be stuck in my house I just want to have enough food right like I don't want to have to go anywhere and get food well yeah I'd, I'd like to be able to continue that's just such like a 21st century thing yeah. you know it's like a 20 or a first world problem like man you know we got all these other things that like that you, you need to sustain your life water uh food yeah you know things like that 
and there's all these people that are out there buying toilet paper and that's just so you know there's a lot of places in the world that they probably don't even use toilet paper exactly and they get by just fine yeah and i thought too i was like man if it really ever came to down to it and we're really down and out you know and like i'm like literally on lockdown in my house for two weeks or something like that don't have toilet paper I'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, well, I'll I still mean, have a washing machine. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, you can just hop in the shower after you get in the shower. Basically, you just have a natural bidet. Exactly. You know, and that's <laughs> that's just what I, I didn't get it, man. I, was, I just I kept thinking about that. I was like, how? Uh, Why are the are people doing this? This doesn't make any sense. Outside of the toilet paper, though, like I, I I do the shopping for my wife and I. And I went last week, and at that point, all the pasta had been bought out at Walmart. All Almost all the meat was gone. Uh, all the eggs were gone. Yeah. All, uh, you know, so it's like all these. Dude, the thing I can't find is orange juice. <laughs> really? I've had a hell of a time. Just not okay. Okay, you can buy certain kinds of orange juice, but I just want like the standard Fairway brand mm. orange juice, and not like the premium orange juice. Nothing like that. I just want normal ass orange juice. And everywhere I go, they don't have it. My wife is very particular in her orange juice selection. She will only drink Florida Natural, no pulp. Seriously, like that's the only kind. Legit, why, the only kind. Why? What is it about a- that? Apparently, kind? it tastes better to her than the other kinds. Like, I mean, she, she okay. I, it's not to the point where she will flat out refuse other ones, but yeah. she'll like she'll like hold her nose to drink other kinds of orange juice. Okay. Yeah, I was, but I was going to the store and I was like, dude, we got a short a national shortage of two things: toilet paper and orange juice, and yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. There's for some unknown reason. The thing that everybody is buying up is toilet paper and orange juice, which I did hear that there's something about going around last week about vitamin C and stuff like oh, that, yeah. that it kind of, well, you can get vitamin I mean, C from a bunch of different places. Well, yeah. And who knows? I mean, I've heard a lot of different things about, oh, if you do this, then it'll help you prevent it. So who, who knows what, what it really means. But yeah, uh, you know, at least that one, I was like, okay, I kind of well, I mean, see it. That's kind of like the, the gospel for normally getting rid of sickness is just have a bunch of vitamin C and that'll help flood the system. system. Exactly. Yeah, flood the system. Yeah. yeah. And, but yeah, I was, that's why I just I didn't understand. I was like, man, we don't have orange juice and we don't have toilet mm-hmm. paper. It yep. doesn't make any sense. So outside of the um, shopping woes that we've been having, and obviously you've been uh, without sports, Cyclophonatic obviously is very big on covering sports, obviously. What have you been doing at home? What have I been doing at home? Uh, I've been reading some books. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been hanging out with Lolo. She's uh, thrilled. Obviously, that yeah. I'm home all the time. Is she is she going on any more walks than she usually does because you've been home? No, not really. Um, I ha- there's been glass out on the sidewalk all the time. Like there's some so okay. Like the apartment complex down the street from mine, they put their trash cans out on the curb, mm. and at some point, one of them had glass in them and it spilled, mm. and so there's always glass out on the sidewalk. So I've kind of just like. Yeah. You know, you don't want to get her paws all beat up. Right. Yeah. And so she's kind of just been going out in our backyard and doing her thing out there. But, yeah. uh, I mean, she's been able to spend a little bit more time out there and she's had the ball thrown for her a little bit more than she yep. normally does. Other than that, I mean, she usually when it's just me and her, she just kind of sleeps, yeah. you know, it's like, Oh, my dad's here. I'm not gonna, I don't need to worry about anything. And you know, now that you mention it, uh, speaking of pets, Another thing that's good about this is that I've seen that uh, shelter pets have been adopted more often now. Yeah. Because people kind of realize that, they, hey, why don't, get, why don't we get a pet while we're going to be at home the next few weeks? Well, yeah. Or even if you're someone that's by yourself and you might have more time to, you know, like get used to the, having a dog or whatever. Exactly. It might be that, you know, you need someone that keeps you company. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing that I think is good. It's just having another 
thing yeah there with you you know mm-hmm. she obviously can't talk to me but uh she does her best to communicate with me anyway yeah um so yeah i mean i've been playing with her mm-hmm. uh been playing video games it will be the show yep uh madden things like that call of duty a little bit um been watching a lot of old games mm-hmm. uh just kind of reliving old memories and stuff like that and then uh I've been kind of doing some stuff on the side, just some writing things, some, you know, kind of fun type stuff that nice. not for work. Is it going to be the kind of thing that you, you kind of like journaling, that kind of stuff? or are Oh, you just no, doing it's, a- you know, it's just different mm. creative type stuff. Nice. And, no, nothing would probably ever come of it, but it's just yeah. kind of having time to pass and putting things out there on a on the paper i guess what Sounds have you like been doing fun. uh well i mean technically i haven't been completely at home but i oh yeah true i bought my wife a puzzle so she's been completing a thousand piece puzzle on our uh coffee table at home we've been watching a lot of tv obviously um we've kind of blown through well she blew through all the love islands there's a, a bunch of different iterations of love islands so mm-hmm. she blew through a lot of those bachelor wrapped up recently as you know um so that was a big thing for a while survivor um trying to think of other stuff that we've been doing um we did have a game night before like all the major stuff happened we, we had another couple we're friends with over we did play pandemic i never played actual pandemic uh the board game before so that was fun man that sounds exactly like what i would love to do in this time <laughs> is that sarcastic yeah so yeah it's 100 <laughs> it was actually i mean it was fun for me i'm just i'm just i'll just say that um but we, another thing my birthday happened a, a few weeks ago um, between this podcast and the last one we did and my wife got me civilization six okay another game you'd probably hate no i've played it on playstation before oh have you yeah 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 okay yeah it's i i love civilization games so i've been i've been playing that quite a bit on on playstation uh on nintendo switch actually oh okay cool yep. yeah that's cool uh yeah i mean i think everybody's just like <laughs> and that's scraping the bottom of the barrel to find things to do. Yeah, and you you mentioned you've been reading a little bit more. I have a few books that I've been wanting to get into as well. And if if we do end up switching completely to remote work at my job, then I would I would love to start getting into books a little bit more. Yeah, I think that um, I told my friend yesterday. I was like, man, I'm like ten days out from where if my worst enemy showed up at my front door, I'd welcome them in like yeah. an old friend. You want a beer? Yeah, so you you want to you want to sit on down, want to talk about old stories and yeah. stuff like that, shoot just, the crap. Yeah, but uh, no, I, want, I think once it's nicer outside too, it'll just that'll help. Agreed as well. Well, it's the kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, normally people coming out of the winter, everyone perks up when when the weather gets warm, so it's going to be no different this time. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then we want to talk about some Iowa State things. Yeah, the few things that there are to talk about. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll do that on Stands and Fits on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to Stands and Fits on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Don't have hot and not, but we don't. We but don't, that's okay. Don't have hot and not. We just talked about all that stuff for thirty minutes, and <laughs> uh, I sure. think it's safe to say the pandemic thing is the not this week. Yeah, it's absolutely the not. There's I don't even know what what even would be the hot. There's not really anything to get excited about at this um, point. 
I mean, we could just go back to the more pets you're getting adopted. That's our hot right, this week. That, that's our hot this week. Um, Tyrese Halliburton is going to the NBA as expected. Uh, I mean, I've been, I've basically <laughs> been like 99.999% sure about this for a long time, but yeah. Uh, I, I know that there were some people out there who still thought that maybe there was a chance he would come back. I think I mean, even on the message boards with the crazies out there, everyone was already factoring in that he was going to be gone, I think. Yeah. And um, funny thing about Halliburton, uh, the basketball guy in our office who's like uber connected, he knows all the all the coaches everywhere, he, uh, he bet me that Halliburton would not be taken in the lottery. And there is a large chocolate shake on the line. I don't know, man. I, he's pretty like. I, I, that's the thing. I, I'm I'm very confident in this. He's bet. pretty much a consensus. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, lottery pick. And I'm not sure how how much this my this guy in my office has actually followed NBA mock drafts. Like, I don't think he realizes that he's basically a lock for the lottery at this point. Yeah. So I'm feeling good about my bet, but I just thought that was funny. Like I'm sure, like I'm sure maybe he's talked to some people, you know, because I I do know that there are some folks that are out there that are kind of split on him. Yeah. Well, and. That and I think he doesn't realize that this is a pretty overall weak draft class. Like yeah. he's probably thinking like in terms of if this were a regular um, NBA, you know, group of guys, I don't think Halliburton would be as high as he probably is going to go. See, and um, that's the thing for me, like that I think people need to realize too, is that maybe in a lot of other years, if he was going to be a back end of the first round or, mm-hmm. you know, a second round pick or something then he would maybe he would come back i think probably he would come back but yep. when you've got an opportunity to be a potential top 12 pick in the nba draft i mean you got to go exactly there's there's no question about it he has nothing to gain from coming back another year no no and i saw someone on our facebook page today comment and say something about how monte was is like is the a great example of uh why Tyrese should come back. He played all four years in college and was a way better player than Tyrese and still is sit, like sits on the bench in the NBA, which Monte is the best backup point guard in the NBA, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is the does that for the number two team in the Western Conference, assuming that the NBA comes back this year. But The difference is Monte was essentially never a consensus lottery pick. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that, it's just completely different because Monte was so one. He was small. I mean, compared to a lot of other, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, compared to Tyrese. Tyrese is six foot five, yeah. and which is just a, a big difference. And uh, you know, just so many of the different intangible things that Tyrese brings to the table as far as his three point shooting, uh, his passing. Is, you know, kind of is like an off ball guard, like still being a really good passer and things like that. Uh, it's, they're completely different kinds of players, and I I thought that that was like I read that and I was like, man, you know, I could own this guy and I could really like argue with him, but I'm I'm just gonna go on a limb and say he probably hasn't watched the Nuggets very much to know that Monte does not just sit on the end of the bench, yeah, and uh, probably doesn't even understand why Tyrese is projected to go as highly as yeah. he is. You're not gonna convince convince that guy otherwise, yeah. And it's not like Mon- I mean I'm sure a lot of people out there in the NBA would say now that Monte should have gone gotten drafted higher than what he did, but it's just I mean you can look at his frame and you can look at a lot of different things and be like all right yeah I, you know mm-hmm. who knows if that guy will have success I think most of us were like okay if Monte gets an opportunity he's going to have success mm-hmm. just because we knew him you know yeah but we didn't it still would have been hard to be like oh yeah he'll be the best backup point guard in the league in mm-hmm. three years or whatever it's been yeah. Kudos to him, though. Whereas I, mean, I think if Monte, like, 
or not Monte Tyrese like went in and got into a really good fit whether it's like with the Spurs or the Warriors or something like that mm. man he probably won't be an all-star just because he'll never be like the best player on his team but he could be like legitimately one of the best like glue guys in the entire NBA yeah I mean he could fill his true role of just being able to distribute and like, right. that's because that's what he's great at right I mean imagine if he was drafted by the Warriors and was put in a position where he's got Steph Curry and Clay, Clay Thompson. Thompson with him absolutely and he's basically like a skinny version of Draymond Green that's what someone I I, I saw someone say in a something I was reading the other day they said he's like a skinny Draymond Green or Green or Kurt Thomas yeah and he'd be a little bit shorter than Draymond I think Draymond's like six nine but uh but it's just like the idea that he'd be kind of that small ball three that's a really high level passer can really shoot the ball from deep yep and uh makes good decisions really he can kind of fill a a, a slightly smaller version of the role that Harrison Barnes was filling yeah it, it'd be a little different yeah it'd be a yeah. little different he could he'd be more of a distributor than Harrison Barnes was right on those teams but still like it, it he would be a great fit on the Warriors oh yeah flat out I mean if he was like if it if it was a year ago and you could go out there and you're like all right we're gonna play Kevin Durant at the you know the five or the four and then have Draymond and you're just gonna go all out small ball and you got those four guys along with Tyrese at the three like that lineup is unbeatable even as with Tyrese being 20 years old that lineup would be ridiculous Mm -hmm. and that's just what I mean I, I think that that's just what people need to keep in mind is like he really fits what a lot of these teams are looking at and especially if they've got teams that have a good point guard already mm-hmm. you know he's not going to be expected to go and be someone's primary ball handler yep or even their number two primary ball handler he'll probably be an off-ball guard that is just really good at passing yeah well and flat out too like when you draft Tyrese you know that you're getting a guy with a lot of potential because he's got a great frame mm-hmm. you, and you're getting a guy that's probably not gonna hurt your team yeah I think the other t- I think the other guy that's a good comparison for him is is honestly Lonzo Ball mm-hmm. I mean just the Lonzo was uh sturdier mm-hmm. coming out of uh out of college and he was probably more of like a like high usage player than what Tyrese has been um or what Tyrese should be in the NBA right and but even then, I think you're seeing now where Lonzo, like, is by far not his best, not the best player on the Pelicans by any means, you know. But he, you put him with a bunch of dudes who are really athletic that can, you know, so a group of guys that can shoot the ball and, uh, you you know, like, take some of that pressure off of him, then he can be really good. I think he's having a career year right now. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, you don't want to sit there and compare him to someone who's, like, going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He Like, Tyrese probably won't be a Hall of Famer. Uh, but he could be a really good, like, great role player mm-hmm. in the NBA. And right now, in this draft, I think that's what most everybody is just looking for. Who can we find that can be the best role players because of, just because of the class that, that, that it is? Exactly. Everyone kind of counts on this year being down. And, and I don't know. I haven't really looked that much into next year, but I'm guessing it's supposed to be a better class than this one. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't even... <laughs> haven't even hardly started and who knows maybe sports won't even be back by then so and we don't even have a draft right that's the thing i mean who knows when this draft is gonna happen yeah i mean i don't i don't know i'd but imagine i can't imagine the combine will happen uh, yeah who knows i mean no it, the combine probably won't happen yeah at this rate i mean they could still have a draft maybe because you don't technically i don't know you, you don't have to be in person at the draft right but at the same time, all these all these players are going to want to, you know, shake Adam Silver's hand. Well, I mean, at this point, who even knows when the NBA will come back, mm-hmm. you know? And I had a guy – so I bought tickets to the uh, Timberwolves and, um, and Lakers game a week from yesterday, like n- next Monday. Mm. Uh, and a guy from the Timberwolves called me yesterday uh, just to talk to me about the 
uh, I mean, state of my tickets and tell like, let me know what the situation was where, uh, you know, if the game is rescheduled, then I'll like have tickets to that game. And then if they cancel the game, then I can get a refund, all that kind of stuff, like whatever, like that doesn't matter. But, uh, I'm talking to this guy and I was just like, yeah, man, I was like, I'm gonna be realistic and assume that they're probably not going to play this game just because if they do, then I can't imagine that, you know, six weeks from now, the Lakers are going to be like, yeah, yeah, we want to play the mm-hmm. Timberwolves. I was like, no, I think the more realistic thing is that they're probably going to come back and just start playing the playoffs or mm-hmm. play like one or two games and then play the playoffs. And yeah. I was like, and I, I'm going to guess that this probably won't be be played. And uh, I was like, man, it, I was like, I'll just be straight up too. I was like, I know what the standings look like and all that stuff. I was like, if you guys play another game this year, I'd be surprised just because like if it's not until June that the NBA comes back and they play the playoffs until August – then you're not bleeding next year almost right. essentially and they'll put the like have they then they'd be pushing the league calendar like to where they started in december which i know actually is something that there's people in the league that want to do anyway so i don't know it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see but i i have a feeling the nba will come back if they can they I think they oh they absolutely n- i need think, to get that money yeah they want to finish out the year yeah I mean, I want to see LeBron get a, a ring in Los for Co- Angeles. For Kobe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Man, it's, it's just been a weird year, dude. 2020 has been uh, – Yeah. 2020 has been wild. It, uh, yeah. All right. What else, is there anything else that um, you uh, want to talk about? We can briefly talk about uh, – I don't know if you want to talk about the the out, out going out players on Iowa State. Uh, yeah, I mean, I – I don't, I don't know. I think that obviously Terrence and Zion weren't overly surprising. I think anybody mm-hmm. could kind of look at the writing on the wall with both of those situations yep. and know what the likely outcome would be. You know, and I know a lot of people out there have been clamoring to get were clamoring for a long time to get Terrence on the floor and stuff like that. But I I just think there was a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes that you know none of us are really privy to. I I don't really even know all of the things that were happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've heard different things i mean i've heard a lot of different stories about both those guys yeah and uh i i don't know who um you know i don't know really like what exactly happened i'm sure it's kind of a mix in between the two mm-hmm. things that i've heard but uh the writing on was on the wall that it was just like both places just needed to both parties needed to go their separate ways yep the grill thing it, it did surprise me uh i not because uh you know it's like man it seemed like such a big piece of the future of the program or anything like that but it was just like i i did not expect to see him jump after one year well yeah i mean we heard about him growing up a cyclone fan essentially yeah. so it's like you figure if, if if you're if you're getting minutes and you're you're a cyclone fan it's like technically yeah you you could eventually turn into a pretty solid player if mm-hmm. i if i'm caleb grill yeah and that just that surprised me i i did not expect to hear that one um of the three that was the only one that i was like kind of taken aback by mm-hmm. uh but the other byproduct of product of that is that from iowa state's 2018 to 2019 recruiting classes which had eight people uh two of them are left mm-hmm. condit and jackson yeah condit and trey jackson are the only two guys left from those two recruiting classes yeah the first one obviously was very highly heralded the 2017 class uh has nobody left mm-hmm. so yeah. it, for various reasons yeah so of the 10 recru- recruits that you signed in three years you've got well, I guess technically kind of 11 if you count Darius McNeil. But uh, of the 11 recruits that you signed in three years, you have two left three years later. Needless to say, it's not how you sustain a good program. No, and we've talked about this. You know, we've talked about the 
the being able to keep players and stuff like that. And, and you know, I'm, like I said, I'm sure that there's some level of it that, you know, some of it was mutual decisions. I know that those two guys were probably pretty mutual decisions. Mm-hmm. And the Caleb Girl one, I, I just did, I don't think that it made that much of an impact either way. But, you know, you go into next year now where you got four new scholarships or four open scholarships. You already have four people signed. You know, you go and sign two JUCO guys, a grad transfer, and whatever else. I mean, the best available best available grad transfer JUCO guy, or I guess in theory high school kid, that you could find in that scenario. Mm-hmm. So you're going to bring eight new people into the program, plus have uh, Javen Johnson. So it's nine new guys entering the, entering the roster. Yeah. And you bring back four people from your rotation. Mm-hmm. So not only is Iowa State going to be young next year, they're going to have to work through a lot of team chemistry stuff. Well, I don't even know if they'll be young because, you know, if you bring in two junior college guys, like they might be 21. You okay, know, so. Like, and then a, a grad transfer would probably be 21 or 22. So, like, you you could have a little more, quote, unquote, experience, but they'll just be – they won't have ever played it together. Yeah. You know, they won't have played in the Big 12. And I was going to say rephrase that from young to inexperienced as, yeah. far, as far as high major basketball yeah. goes. That it'll just be – that's what is problematic to me is just that there's so there's going to be so many new faces. And this is when we've seen Iowa State really have trouble when all of a sudden you've got to completely revamp your entire roster. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I, I don't even know at this point. I mean, Solomon Young and Razier – and I guess George, like, you know, they're kind of your cornerstones, but that's a, you know, like nobody in there is going to make you, make you shake in your boots. I don't think, yeah, I I don't think any of those guys, I mean, I know some people might argue for George, but I don't think any of those guys are NBA guys right now. No, no. I mean, it's, it, it, we're going to have to see how this recruiting thing goes because right now, I mean, it's tough to see how they're going to be any better next year, mm-hmm. just from my personal opinion. Yep. Because I, until I see them come out with a brand new, completely like flipped over roster, I just have a hard time thinking that that's going to you know spell a lot of success. Yeah, I, I will say that it's going to be they're they're not going to hold back anything next year. Prom knows he's going to be coaching for his job essentially. I think. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree with that, but it just. The talent level is a huge question mark. Yeah, and, and I I don't even know how much like the like the talent level thing. It's yeah, it's a question mark. But the other thing is like we don't even know who all is on the team. <laughs> someone is going crazy outside right now. That was very inconsiderate by them. I thought that was a car alarm at first, but then it was actually someone honking. No, it was a car alarm. Someone, oh, was it? Someone was getting into their car. Oh. Yeah, uh, it sounded more uh, uh, not in a pattern to me. But. Yeah, no, I think it was a I think it was a car alarm. But okay. uh, there's anyway. only like. I can see I can see three cars outside right now in Prairie Trail in Ankeny. So yeah, it's it's a, ex- the one guy that was uh, getting into his car was not exactly being considerate to us doing our podcast. This is like I was just thinking like driving up here. This is the most dead I've ever seen this area, and obviously it's because no one's no one's out and about right now. Right, it's just still eerie to drive up to the office today yeah, just to record this. It's just weird. I don't know. Walk so, up yeah. this yeah, the office is closed and all this stuff. It's just. Yeah, it's just a weird time, man. But yep. uh, no, I think the last thing on that Iowa State basketball conversation is just—it's hard to like really criticize the talent level. I think because we don't even know what the talent level is. Mm-hmm. I mean, until you figure out what you're going to do with those four scholarships, I mean, they could sign two kids that are top ten junior college players in the country, and uh, you know, get a great graduate transfer, and then maybe all of a sudden, 
like I'm changing my tune. Yep. But until then, you know, we don't know. There's not much. There's not much to be optimistic about at this point in time. There could be a month from now. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Man, have you seen how uh, active Fred's been on the transfer uh, market? Have, I have they not. Are, well, they already got two. I think they're going to have uh, – I mean, they might have just as many new guys as, as Iowa State, if not more. Do they have a few they guys? They ran two more guys off their team Okay, already. I was going to say, yeah. they, I thought they or lost a couple. Yeah, three more. I didn't hear about them getting any, but I, I thought there was some exodus there. Yeah, they got that Kobe King from Wisconsin, and then they got a kid from uh, Western Illinois who's like average 17 a game at Western Illinois. Hmm. Uh, but, I mean – they're they're right back at it man right right back doing their thing well i mean if you were equating fred's tenure at iowa state to um what he's doing at nebraska this would be the royce white year for from over there yeah they do have three guys that were sitting out last year that apparently they're that he's he keeps talking about you know in interviews and stuff so saying that they're pretty good players so. do they have the best scout team in america well i don't know about that <laughs> I, I don't think any of them are former mcdonald's all americans yeah. well i guess royce wasn't but you know really high level recruits or they were all pretty high level but yeah uh, that I don't know if I would go quite that far. Mm-hmm. Nobody that's going to hop in and be an All-American. Yeah, it, that would be quite a shock. Nebraska went from seven wins to, you know, anything like. I think if they went to the NCAA tournament, I would be pretty surprised. I was gonna say, call your shot. Will they win an NCAA tournament game next year? <sighs> not doing that anymore. <laughs> They've at this point. Uh, I'm not gonna ever expect them to even sniff the ncaa tournament until they do again they've only done it twice in my entire lifetime so that's mm-hmm. uh it might as well just assume that it'll never happen uh yeah but anything else any final words yeah final word i do want to give a quick shout out uh we were playing rec basketball i think it was three weeks ago now uh we were just playing a game you know going going at it of course i, I guard the, the opposing team's big guy because i'm apparently one of the bigger i'm one of the bigger guys in our rec team okay um and in the middle of the game he's in like Hey, are you are you Fitz from Stains and Fitz? And so I was like, uh, Yeah, I am. And so then you know we kind of just you know said hello. Yeah. And, uh, his his name's Will Bassett at uh, Bassett underscore Will on Twitter. Shout out to Will. Uh, thanks for saying hello. Did he give you buckets? Uh, yeah, he was he was pretty solid. Uh, I think our our team ended up winning. We had a good shooting night against them. Okay. But uh, it was it was a good game. Man, tough break with the the, the rec league. Uh, I know schedule getting cut short, man. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to defend our Ames League title for the second straight year. Good so for you guys. Made, made it a three-peat, but uh, our team ended up winning our last game, so we're counting that as the championship. Fair enough. We actually played the Ankeny Fanatics. We played Dan Holmes' team. Did you? Yep. <laughs> nice. That man, you can just hold it over Dan's head for the next uh, <laughs> however many months before the season if I comes up, back. If I end up or seeing the summer him, season, yeah, when, when we're recording these podcasts, eventually, maybe I'll maybe I'll say something. We'll see. Yeah, I'm sure he's a he'd be a good sport he'd, he'd, about he'd, it. He'd care so much. Yeah, I know. I know everybody'd be fired <laughs> up. You know, it's just uh, yeah, it's such a serious deal down there at the Ankeny Parks and Rec office. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. We'll. Uh, I don't know when we'll talk to you again. Probably soon. Sooner than this time, I would ho- I would hope. Yeah, well, I don't think it'll be a month again. No. No, I don't think we'll go that long. But uh, I do want to say, too, I probably should have said this at the beginning, but we're doing the uh, greatest men's basketball games uh, bracket, and the voting for that started today. You can find that on the front page. Uh, there's just one – there's one that had the – one article that had the last region, which was the, the Hoiberg region in the 1990s, and then another one that just had the – all four regions linked in there and then the bracket so you can just go in that one and you can find all the different stuff and then the uh, where you vote and all that stuff um so 
after we get through the first round, I think we'll start doing some rewatchable podcasts and stuff like that, where we'll do some podcasts about the old games, and maybe you and me could do one mm-hmm. for the 2010s. I'd be down for that. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be pretty good. It'll be pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, keep an eye out for that. Everybody, get on the site and check that out because I worked on it for <laughs> a lot of hours, and I'd appreciate it if everybody would appreciate my work. Mm-hmm. All right, talk to you guys again soon. Peace.